Hello, hello, beautiful people. Happy March 8th. Nelson Mandela says, this is out of our inspirational calendar, by the way, and I'm Bobby the Awesome, in case you forgot. Anyway, he says, it always seems impossible until it's done. Isn't that crazy? It's kind of true. <laughs> uh so for those of you who need a reminder, quitting whatever the shit is, the gambling, the drink, the whatever, getting the apology done, hitting your goals, you name it, it may always seem impossible, but when it's done, you'll realize it was possible. Here, I'm here to tell you guys, everything is freaking possible. Anything and everything. Not for nothing. You probably got to put a little effort in. Hopefully that wasn't a buzzkill. Anyway, feeling a little silly today, if you can't tell. So let's do the reading and see what the heck falls out of my mouth. All right, William Shakespeare says, "What a piece of wow! What a piece of work is a man! How noble in reason!" As we grow in recovery, we look increasingly to our higher power for help and guidance. When we get around in asking our God to remove our shortcomings, we have reached a healthy place in recovery by admitting we actually have some. I know, newsflash, we're not perfect. Fucking A. Burst in my bubble. Anyway, but there's a difference between asking to be saint-like and having shortcomings removed. We're asking for help in changing the things we do that hurt ourselves and others. We're not asking to be made perfect. When we first come to this challenge, we may discover we're secretly fond of these shortcomings. The thought of living without them fills us with anxiety. They are links to the past, to our, or- to our family of origin, and it may feel like betrayal to live without them. All the more reason to ask for help in removing them. They are danger points that can prevent sober spiritual growth. But what joy we find when we ask for help in removing them. Suddenly, we can feel change, our changing, every day. We no longer need to flounder out of control, hurting ourselves or others. Now we can begin to put our lives in order. Today, help me ask for help. Help me ask for help and guidance. Help me let go of, the unhel- of my unhealthy links to the past. You know what? I think we needed to hear this. I know it's March. However... Oh, geez, I haven't been talking about Gambling Awareness Month. March is Gambling Awareness Month. What the hell kind of freaking gambling recovery advocate am I if I'm not calling that out? Shame on me. Anyway, for me, this just, this just showed up for me as a shortcoming as I talked to you. I'm a really good at working through them and creating the list and being mindful of them, especially when I'm working step four, which is what, April? However, I needed this reminder because I'm not, even though I'm, I'm trying to pay attention and be self-aware, it doesn't mean that I have nailed it. And this was a good reminder to pay attention to shortcomings. Gosh knows I have a lot of them. I have, I have come to accept that perfectionism is not possible 
And quite honestly, I don't know if it's because I'm left-handed, and I don't even really know why I just said that, but it feels that way. I know I'll never be perfect, and I actually don't even give a shit about being perfect. And here's why. Because my flaws and my shortcomings have their own value. They make me more relatable and empathetic, I think, because I don't think anybody can be perfect. And I honestly just don't give a shit. Like, I'm not a detailed kind of person. Like, I'm thinking about this, too, as as not just a life context, but a, a human context. You know, when I... When I miss, for example, a Friday where I don't have an interview show because life happened, if I was striving for perfectionism, I could see beating myself up, going in the turmoil spin, feeling bad, getting pissed at myself, like all those things. But I've learned through my recovery that none of that shit is healthy and it doesn't really matter. I know that the people who are meant to be in my life, and not that it's about other people, but I know that the people who choose to have me in their life, they love and accept me exactly how I am, and I don't have to strive for perfectionism. I do, however, need to be mindful of the shortcomings that do impact other people or do impact my mindset that could potentially lead to relapse or depression or whatever the things are, the bad behavior, and I hate using bad and good, but you know what I mean. I hate using the word hate. I shouldn't do that either. I've been, (laughs) I really am working on trying to get rid of that out of my vocabulary. But nonetheless, perfectionism and, and striving for that is putting a lot of unneeded pressure on there's that book, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, and there's a mentality about about that, that it's all small stuff. And it's really, it's pretty true. Why, why freak out? Like, there's, I know tomorrow's not guaranteed, but there always is options aside from the fact that tomorrow's not guaranteed, that we can, we can work through stuff and we can make it better either in that moment or later, but we have to give ourselves the grace to do that. As I sit here thinking about shortcomings, my own, a few things are are popping into my head. One of them is the fact that I still do beat myself up and I put a lot of pressure on myself. It's how I reach my goals. It's not for everyone. You know, my mother, my friends, they'll all tell me I'm doing too much. And somebody actually said it. Oh, yeah, I told you about group last month or whenever. When somebody actually told me I was dreaming too big. Yeah, that might be a shortcoming. Or it may make me effective. What if I was dreaming small? I wouldn't get anywhere. So I'm not sure that that's a a character defect. But putting putting the amount of pressure I do sometimes could be. And I'm just, I'm so grateful that I have people that remind me 
they, they kind of call me out. They do it much more politely than saying, hey, Bobby, this is an opportunity area for you. You need to work on this. They don't judge me about it, but they do remind me that I need to give myself a little grace, but I still should work on it. And that's part of why I, I do my traveling, for example. When I, a lot of people keep telling me, and it's the same thing that I tell you, is we need to make time for self-care and do the things for our own sanity. And the way I operate is I batch things. Like when I travel, I try to not, that is my checkout time and my self-care time, even though I work on most of my trips. But it's it's my reward in addition to, like I go, I batch my life, I guess. I batch the work and then I batch the relax. It's not for everyone, and I don't necessarily recommend it because, honestly, another shortcoming of mine is sometimes maybe not prioritizing the right way, and I can tell you that I haven't been perfect about my my shortcoming or my self-care lately. You know, I'm not meditating as much as I would like to. I'm not making as much groups as I would like to, and I need to figure that out. So I'm appreciative of the reminder. So let's look at shortcomings. First of all, let's have them on the radar so that we're paying attention other than when we're working on step four. But let's pay attention. Let's meditate, pray, whatever, whatever your GM is on that, and think about that you don't have to fix them all by yourself. That's what the reading is saying. You don't have to. You're not alone. Whether it's your friends, your higher power, you're not alone. And everything is possible, right? Isn't that what the, the inspiration is? It always seems impossible until it's done. Well, we can, we can improve on our shortcomings. We can change our behaviors and actions. Now, my case, I've had over 40-something years of my actions and behaviors forming my personality and my shortcomings. Doesn't mean I don't have another 40 years to undo the <laughs> the learned things. We all have that opportunity. And as I tell you often, it comes down to self-awareness and practice. So that's the challenge for today. Think about one, just one. I'm not telling you to make a list. I'm not telling you to make this complicated. I'm telling you to pick one thing that you want to work on and, and focus on it. Like, give it some real focus this week, whether it's journal about it, take notice of your actions, you know, like write it down, put a calendar or a reminder in your phone. Hey, I'm working on making better eye contact so people feel special or I'm working on drinking more water and and just put reminders, whatever your shortcomings are. And these aren't the examples aren't all that serious, but they are a good way to learn how to get better at focusing on our shortcomings so that we can develop the skills. Yeah, I like that. All right, so what am I going to pick on to work? I'm going to pick on, I'm going to, I told you I'm all like fired up this morning. I am going to focus on my shortcoming of stressing out when I'm not achieving what I want to achieve. So I'm going to focus on giving myself a little more of a break and stop beating myself up because the pressure perpetuates more pressure and and the funk. So I don't want to be in a funk. 
So that will be my commitment of what I'm going to work on is trying to chill out a little and take some of the wisdom from my friends. Like it'll get done when it's supposed to. Everything is happening the way it's supposed to. I'm going to trust my universe to help me get better at this. And that's what I'm going to work on. So what are you going to work on, my beautiful people? Let's get to it. All right. That's your homework for the day. I will talk to you soon. I love you. Thank you for being here.